Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa, and joined with me today is my co-host, Anthony Dana. How's it going today? We are 40. It's going pretty well. This is our 40th episode. 40. Happy. We are. I know. Happy 40th. Happy 40th. Today, we are going to talk about emotional support animals. And I have a quote. So do I. There, surprise, surprise. We have a quote. Yes. <laughs> there is no psychiatrist in the world like a puppy licking your face. <laughs> and I would agree. Unless you're allergic. Unless you like psychiatrists licking you in the face. And that's mm -hmm. a thing. It could be. You might could want be. to talk to <laughs> different, a different psychiatrist or psychologist about. Yeah. That's, yeah. The puppies. I get it. You know, yes. okay, sure. The joy they, of you know, that, there's... it brings you. Right. Actually, so one benefit of an animal, I mean, people mostly think of dogs as ESA, emotional support animal. Mm -hmm. It increases dopamine and serotonin naturally and decreases cortisol. Petting a pet, obviously. Maybe it's licking your face. <laughs> it decreases stress, right? Mm -hmm. I would probably prefer that as well. A dog licking my face rather than a psychiatrist licking my face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's evidence-based treatment, a psychiatrist licking faces, but you never know. You never know what's out there, right? You never know. You never know. Okay, so my quote is, no one appreciates the very special genius of your conversation as the dog does. Christopher Morley is the author of that quote. Now, you know me well, sir. You know that my dogs love me, and I talk to them constantly and create songs. They think I'm amazing. They think I'm a genius. I know sometimes you do as well, but <laughs> my dog absolutely thinks I'm a genius, would you say? I dog, would. Dog. And I totally agree with that statement uh, or that quote, because I think all of us too often never feel like we're heard or people hear us, but they really don't listen. They don't listen. And well, a dog will hang on your every syllable as long as you have a treat. Or, <laughs> I was going to say there's, there's a possibility a of you going to get a treat. And you know what? That's fine with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it takes to <laughs> get your attention, to you know, you know, if that, you know. Sure. Look, so not my dogs don't always listen because they're little guys and they aren't trained as well as my former dog was. So they get away with a lot. But when I'm having conversations with them, they look at me all lovingly and think it's cool. I could be saying all kinds of weird stuff. They don't care. Right. right? Fascinating. <gasps> Ray does not always drop a frog, but you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I had to bribe her actually. For some reason, she dropped the frog when I had a treat. That was weird. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Was this frog, this frog made it? Because there was two frogs. One made it and one was dead. She there were three. Him. No, no, no. There was three, three frogs. Oh my God. Well, okay. So my dog is a Morkie. One of my dogs is a Morkie. She's a Yorkie uh, Maltese and she's very, very Yorkie. She's barely Maltese except a little color. Sometimes she's lazy, but she's a huntress. She's Princess Ray. She was catching frogs in August and bringing them into my house and freaking me out. Proud as punch though, mom. So proud. Yeah. Yeah. It was just hanging. And the frogs were alive. They were sitting in, one of them was just chilling in her bed. And another one she had in her mouth, she puts them in her mouth. She plays with them. Now the other one, my son said, I think died. The one that was outside. I wasn't privy to that so exchange. He, so he, he croaked? 
He croaked. Yes. Yeah. That was an exchange between my son and my nephew and my dog. So I don't know the outcome of that, but the two that came into my home, one of them I threw over the balcony and I presume it lived. And then the, the next one I put in a Rubbermaid container and let it be free. I don't kill animals, even bugs. Rarely. I'm not, well, okay. Yeah. So. I mean, a bug, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a Buddhist. I, a bug can I go. that. Spider? Oh yeah. Let them go. If you can catch it and let it go. Yeah, yeah. I let okay. it go. All right. I just use the Tupperware and put a lid on it and then just let them survive. Okay. I will say this. Okay. Wait, wait. Wasps. Yeah. I, I oh, actually, I've seen you kill wasps. I sprayed it and, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, rich guys <laughs> at the country club. I'm talking about, <laughs> right. you know, the ones, the hornets that are on yes. my porch. Okay. So I was an associate to its death because I sprayed the wasp spray and then they perished after. I didn't like swat it, but yeah. <laughs> Forget what I was going to say. I don't know. We just diverged. And we had a lot of coffee, right? Oh, I, no, I find myself, I do um, take the time to save a ladybug. Oh, ladybugs are great. Yeah, and let them go outside and help them along where they need to go back to. They're beneficial to society, correct? Mm -hmm. And who are we to decide who to kill, by the way? Exactly. It's not my job. Generally speaking, what type of individuals could benefit from an emotional support animal. There's the argument where I guess that, well, everybody can, hmm. but what could be in the way of that or what would, how could some benefit more? Right. So there was a big uptick in emotional support animals in the last few years, bringing them on airlines, you know, which by the way, I don't think you can do as easily from what I read here at the AKC. Emotional support animals are, I think, good for most people. And they're especially indicated for people with anxiety, and depression, loneliness, it helps with loneliness. It also helps with when people have anxiety. Dogs can sense our feelings. Like if we're upset or grieving or sad or anxious, they, they kind of know that. So they come over and they could lean on you or just be, you know, with you, present with you. A lot of animals can be emotional support animals, but most people, you know, lean towards dogs. I think that the problem is, is a lot of individuals don't have the judgment as far as whether they, they need to get an animal, like it could help them emotionally, but they may not have the schedule to be there for the animals or train them or the financial means. So I think that, and also it depends on the dog, right? Like <laughs> certain people need not have a high energy dog. That's huge. Yeah. Like a great Dane well, or a or, Doberman. Or, or, listen, you keep a little, a little, a little energy little dog can, you know, yeah, I see, my yappy I see girl. what you have. I mean, that's. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's a handful. Her, her 11 pound prow prowess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you have to know the breed of the dog and know what their needs may be. Do you have time to walk them? Do you have a yard? Do you have a child who's willing to take them out and help, you know, scoop their poop? But I think that, um, do you go on vacations often and, or, or like, and then you have to find some, or yeah, is your, is your day where you, if you're gone over 12 hours, I mean, that's, that's sad. You're you know, creating the dog and you have to find somebody to let go and take care of the dog, go in your house. Right. It has to make sense for you and your family, let's say, or sometimes it brings, if you already have an anxiety disorder, let's say, or perfectionism or OCD, it's going to bring more stress to your life. And obviously it's not worth it. Yes. We all see puppies and, or most of us see puppies and they're so adorable and we don't think through the aftermath of that same thing when we look at babies <laughs> and then we don't we, think of the and aftermath then we, of the and then we're like oh, you God. know and then they grow up <laughs> never mind can i send it back <laughs> yeah can i send it back so an emotional support animal again i think it's not a misnomer but a licensed professional mental health professional is supposed to determine whether a dog is an esa or not other animals like we said could also be emotionally supportive i venture to guess some may not be great 
at being emotional support animals, but like a tiger, maybe, or a gorilla, hey. maybe in the zoo. Look, zoo employees might bond with. Oh, sure animals. they do. But as long as the. Maybe they're emotionally supported. I mean, there's a, there's there's a, a the lion or tigers behind the yeah. bars. I mean, there's only... Or they're sedated. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I can get along with anybody if they're sedated. <laughs> you think I mean, so? Yeah, I'm not going to bother them. Yeah, they're sure as hell not going to bother me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there's a book that someone had told me about that I started listening to, which is kind of in this vein. It's called something like Remarkable Creatures, Remarkably Brilliant Creatures. And it's a fictional story about a woman who I haven't got to yet how this occurs, but she becomes best friends with an octopus. It could happen. Do you know they're remarkably brilliant? O- octopi? O- octopi. Octopuses? Octopuses. So it's cute because it's the perception, the perspective of the octopus in his captivity. So maybe lots of animals, right? Okay. And the difference, like, so if a service animal mm-hmm. is different from an ESA in, in regards of there's a generally, mm-hmm. but not always a handicap, or there's something that... Generally, yeah. yeah. So a service dog has to go through more rigorous training, specific to, you know, like the guidelines with the Americans with Disabilities Act. And also, I guess with the American Kennel Club or, you know, so emotional support animals are usually, they don't receive any formal training. They don't really provide the same accommodations as service dogs. So service dogs, we think of um, people who have, who are blind or have um, vision impairment, Mm -hmm. right? Or seizures, Dogs can be um, trained to help that person if they're having a panic attack, if they're having a seizure, if they're uh, hearing or visually impaired. Also, someone who suffers from PTSD could benefit from a service animal. Cuddling on cue is not qualifying, (laughs) does not qualify an animal to be a service dog. The tasks need to be specifically trained to help mitigate a particular disability, not something that's instinctive that a dog does. Like I know my dog instinctively does things, but it has to be more than that. And there are psychiatric service dogs that are specifically for psychiatric disorders to perform certain tasks. So, you know, a lot more training. I don't think that it's like a terrible thing. Like not that it's, what I mean by that is that it's not like four years of college for these dogs. Oh. It's like <laughs> training that they have to they graduate. They do go through different courses. Um, you also have to have the time I can, I can, <laughs> sitting in class. Like a dog show. I can see these dogs <laughs> going to graduation <laughs> and one at a time going up there with mm-hmm. their, their tassels. Yeah, they graduate. A dog could um, help remind a person to take prescribed medication, keep a disoriented person, you know, oriented so they don't walk into traffic. But they do have training classes that if I had um, someone I knew that was doing that with their dog. And I think they may accept certain breeds for that as well. I'm not 100% sure. So don't just put a jacket on your dog and say he's an emotional support animal. That's really not fair. All right. So I have a list for you that I came up with because I was just curious as to what would make a good support or a emotional support animal. Mm -hmm. And According to, do you want me to guess? uh, Give me a free. I'll give you a free plug. Um, Okay. uh, I don't know how to play this. Whether we guess or I just true or false. I uh, (laughs) oh no, I can no. I got no. I got a game later. This is just a list, but we can do something with a list. Like I can. I just get your opinion. Like okay. Based on the breed and what you know about the breed, and again, you're you're not a vet or you know. No, um, I do not claim to be. Yeah. But you have dogs, and your opinion on well. Well, actually, when um I trained my uh, former dog. He went through rigorous training. It was very much like psychology. We used all psychology techniques to train him mm-hmm. with um, positive reinforcement and behavior modifications. So, okay. So, according to this site, mm-hmm. the number one therapeutic dog, or for ESA, a Labrador Retriever. 
Does this uh, surprise you or do you see where they're going with it? And again, this, they're big and small dogs mixed. Now there is, okay. there was another list I could have looked up. Mm -hmm. Just all bigger dogs and all smaller dogs. So this is a mix. This is a mix. That's okay. fine. I would say that's true. And that makes sense because they are well known to be very loving, very good with children, very compassionate, you know, good companion dogs. I think their temperament is a mix. Can be They have a lot of energy. They're smart, loyal, good listeners, and they really aim to please by doing their best at whatever task you give them to fulfill. Mm -hmm. I've Never known anybody to have one, but I've heard good things. The second uh, breed is a German Shepherd. And um, this one probably doesn't surprise many people either. Right, because they're used for canine or police dogs. My former dog was a mix. He was a German Shepherd, maybe Lab, so he had a, and maybe Great Dane. We're not sure. They're great working dogs. They're good with kids and, and adults. Um, smart. And yeah, they're good for, um, they, they use them quite often, it says here in, in, in um, nursing homes. Yeah. And by the way, that's a really good idea because a lot of elderly people, you know, are lonely at their homes or in a nursing home and they can't take care of a dog. So having them come in once or twice a week, they don't have to worry about the care of the right. animal and they get the benefit with that, with that dog. And they do do that in facilities, which is nice. Number three. And again, these are still, these are three big dogs in a row. Greyhound. Greyhounds, yeah, they're great. They, they're sad though, because they are used for racing. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people will adopt them later after they've been sort of, tra I mean, traumatized. Like I was going to get a Greyhound at one point and I didn't, but like they've, some of them have never seen steps, you know, like right. never seen the outside of this track. They're so used to chasing the rabbit on the track. Right, right. So they're awesome. They're awesome dogs. Let's see, what's number four here? The Beagle. Okay, mm -hmm. so now we got a small dog. Medium, small, medium. They are beautiful, adorable puppies. However, my sister had two, got two brothers, and they were a handful. They were a handful. They howled a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, they're, they're howlers, they're howlers. Aren't they? They're so cute. And it's good when you get more than one because they're very clingy. Like certain breeds, you, you, it's a good idea to have a companion with them. Like the floppy ears. They're so cute with the floppy ears, yes. Okay. Very cute. Okay, now ready? You're going to be shocked here. Rottweilers. Really? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to read this. Right. Bet you didn't expect this tough-looking pooch to make our therapy dog breeds list, huh? Though often assumed to be a dangerous breed, mm -hmm. yeah, not <laughs> assumed, <laughs> uh, the Rottweiler is actually incredibly calm and friendly with people. For that reason, these pooches can make wonderful therapy dogs. They're what you might call gentle giants, mm -hmm. yet because they're so often judged by their appearance, not many people know how loving and sweet these canines can be. The truth is, if properly trained, and that's, I think, the key. that's <laughs> very key. Especially for that breed. You know, Rottweilers make excellent therapy dogs and bring support and comfort to those who need it the most. And according to Bill Burr, it is also cool to watch the street vacate when you're walking down the street with your, <laughs> with your uh, Rottweiler. Right, because they get a bad rap. And I wonder if insurance, homeowners insurance, used to charge more for having a Rottweiler and a pit bull, I think. Well, definitely a pit bull. You hear, hear that? Yeah. I mean, more I, liability I, for, I yeah. guess, fighting people or children. Yeah. I am surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, you know if I see... Guys? If I see a Rottweiler coming, um, first I look at the owner to see, like, I, if there's like a, okay, this owner has a clue, like, you know. Or they have their dog on a leash. Or well, yeah, with, the, no, with the leash, I mean, that that better be the case. Yeah, well, especially I've with seen, that breed I've of seen dog. I've seen them without the leash. Okay, number six, another big one, St. Bernard. 
St. Bernard. So funny story about a St. Bernard. <laughs> the other day in PetSmart, there was a couple in there with two St. Bernards, big guys. I assume guys because he peed right on right in front of me on the basket of shopping baskets. And I was like, okay, you just peed. But they are lovable. Remember that movie, Beethoven? Beethoven. Yeah. yeah. They're movie. Swiss national dogs and they have the reputation of being an avalanche rescue dog Ooh, okay. with a brandy barrel hanging from their collar. So mm-hmm. what more do you want? Brandy, a dog, yes. and a rescue. I, I, a dog Repen- that brings things. drinks is a good dog. <laughs> a dog that brings drinks. Yes. I'd say so. All right. Number seven, Pomeranian. Mm-hmm. It's a ball of fluff, is super outgoing, mm-hmm. mingling with people is definitely not the issue for the Pomeranians. Uh, small breed, yada, yada, yada. Real life teddy bear. Right. Yeah, I could see that. They're very fluffy. There's They're one fluffy. picture. They're cute. My neighbor has one. He, um, no, he's not, doesn't seem like he likes my dogs, but. My dogs don't really like anybody either. So very cute though. And you know what? That's used very often as a, a mixer. <laughs> they use a, a Pomeranian. Mixer. A mixer. They use a Pomeranian to mix with other dogs to create the designer. And one part Pomeranian. All yeah, right. one part Pomeranian. Number eight. Yep. I don't like these dogs. I don't like the looks of them. A I chihuahua. Just, huh? A chihuahua. A poodle. I don't like poodles either. Right? So poodles are useful to create a designer hypoallergenic dog okay. for, their, for their, you know, fur or whatever, hair, should I say? I don't either. I don't think they're cute. Even the little ones, like at all. I only like it mixed. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, I like these guys. Bulldog. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you why <laughs> I like, I like them. Guys. And you're going to tell, you, you're going to know right. what dog I'm talking about. They're so ugly. They're cute. Um, a French bulldog. A pug. Oh, a pug. Yeah. They, yeah. they are cute. They're ugly cute. Yeah, yes. They're fugly. Yeah. They're fugly cute. Yeah. It's like, look at that face. How can you, you know, is that? They have breathing problems though. Do they? Well, I think it's just like a bulldog, like a, oh. you know. Um, <laughs> what kind of dog does Jay have on Modern Family? What's Stella? Stella is a bulldog. Right? Bulldog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a regular bulldog? Maybe a French bulldog. I'm not 100% sure. Number 10, mm-hmm. French bulldog. Yes, they are. Not a dog I would choose, but I think they're cute. Now, another list for you mm-hmm. is list of therapeutic animals that right, are not we are dogs. Not, we are not restricted to dogs. Let me just mention. Yes. So there, I don't know if this is still a thing, but a couple of years ago, there was goat therapy or goat yoga. <laughs> so goats are apparently like dogs. People do yoga with goats on their backs. Apparently they're not stinky, like most people would think. And they frolic around and they give you the benefit, not necessarily of exercise, but more so psychological benefit of petting a goat. So they made the cut in the world of yoga. Other animals have not. Goats have come, they've come a long way. Coats have come a long goats, way. They're invited have. into yoga. Yep. No specific order. This miniature horse. A miniature horse versus a regular horse? Because there is equine therapy. Yeah. Which is really cool. Well, I thought that would be on here. And maybe, I mean, horses weren't just a miniature horse? I guess, you know, I'm going to throw in just a horse. Like, just a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Horses are great. Unless, (laughs) unless it's in the Godfather scene. Well, that horse didn't, yeah, that horse was still okay. Just, you know. Well, it's it's a victim of circumstance, you know? You had to have a. So that was a real. You had to be. Of course, he's like, so, of course, you had to buy me, whole, you know, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? The, 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 the movie right. producer or the movie, uh, Waltz. Waltz? Yeah, that's the guy who owned the studio that wouldn't let Johnny Fontaine in that picture. Anyway. No, no, no. We're talking about, I'm talking about the horse head. Yeah, no. I'm oh, talking about what that poor horse had to get bought by. Oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. If he didn't get bought by that guy, he oh, would have okay. lived. The mafia wouldn't have cut yes. off. Yes. 
Number two, speaking of the Godfather, cat. <laughs> the cats. Cats are great. Um, I'm allergic, so I don't like them as much and I can't have them. But they're naturally, they can be aloof though. They're naturally loving if you get the right kind of cat. Why don't you go to the police? Why didn't you come to me first? <laughs> right, Marlin. We were so yeah, we were watching The Offer, which is if you're a Godfather fan, do watch it. Highly recommended. It's on, on Paramount Plus. And it's a show. I know this sounds kind of like crazy, like why would you want to watch something like this? But it's a show about the obstacles of getting the Godfather made. Yeah. Yep. And based off of true events, true events um, you know, the, the guy, Al Ruddy, who was the producer, it's, it's, you know, and he's still alive. He, it's through, it's through uh, his eyes and boy. It's a lot of, yeah, you makes you, makes one appreciate the Godfather when you, because now we're watching it again, of course. I'm like, oh yeah. Now we're looking at it through different eyes. Different lens, different perception. Yeah. Exactly. And um, the cat, if you remember, if you've ever seen it, remember the first opening scene, the day of Don Corleone's uh, wedding, Vito Corleone's wedding, his daughter's, his daughter's wedding. wedding. He is um, accepting, you know, people in, into his office and they're making requests. And he, there's a cat on his lap just affectionately playing. And yeah. I remember you asked me, so is that is that Marlon Brando's cat? Like he just, and, I, and yeah. we found out that was one of the cats from the studio back lot. Alley. It was just a stray cat that Marlon picked up and just started petting, and no one, everyone was afraid of him, so no one wanted well, to it's like, to the cat Well, down. and then the best, it the, worked. The best yeah. part is um, the producer says to Coppola, so you're just going to let him have the cat in the scene? And Francis is like, yeah, I think it works. And then somebody else goes, he's just scared to tell Marlon <laughs> to put the cat down. He just started <laughs> so, petting it and picking it up, yeah. and, and just like it worked for the scene. So yeah. it's random. It's this, which is kind of, it makes him look softer, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm, just, I'm playing with a cat. Cat, but uh, you know, if you, I'm yeah. talking about maybe or maybe not killing these two guys. Right. It's uh, paradoxical. With yes. So yes, a lot of people may want a cat if they don't have the time or the means, you know, financially to take care of a dog. Cat you can leave home for days at a time, where a dog you can't. You would have to get a sitter or board it. So a cat could be a choice. Yeah. I'm more of a dog person. If I wasn't allergic, I might feel differently, but they chew wires and they get behind stuff and they might catch frogs and rats. I don't know. Yeah. All right. A rabbit? Rabbits are so cute. Yeah. Rabbits um, are great. And you can potty train them. You know that? You can? Yeah. Oh. They can go in, in, like in the Fockers. There was a cat that went in the toilet. Jinxie cat. Rabbits can go in a litter Jinxie. box. Jinxie. Yeah, he had new. Doesn't thumbs. he milk Jinxie? Yeah, I think he. <laughs> he also doesn't have thumbs to flush the toilet, but whatever. Hey, that happened in Starbucks. <laughs> like there was somebody that flushed the toilet. <laughs> you don't have to be a cat. Um, yes, I know. I had family members who trained rabbits to go in a litter box, which is pretty cool because they have small, you know, feces. Right, like little pellets. Or little pellets. It's manageable. How yeah. about a donkey? A donkey is a is a well in the USA or other countries who don't have dogs and cats. A donkey is more readily available in Guatemala. There's a donkey sanctuary in the UK. Oh, cute. Yeah, and it says here, a little girl named Amber was born prematurely and was most likely never going to walk or talk hmm. when she bonded with a donkey named Shux who had suffered physical and psychological abuse. Both of them benefited from it. Doesn't say how, but okay. I mean, most furry animals, I'd say, could qualify. Yeah, Maybe not a bat. Well, Shrek had a donkey. Shrek had a donkey. So that that, that helped him out. He, he talked to him. Yeah, I mean, furry animals, never mind. Okay. Guinea pigs, but then the next one is um, interesting. Hamster. Snakes. 
snake. And it says here, snakes may not immediately come to mind as no, he's good not options. He's not fuzzy. Three mm -hmm. essays, but they too can aid people who deal with depression and struggle with communication. Like many other ESAs, those who suffer from psychological or physical disorders can find a sense of calm and improve their emotional health by handling and caring for snakes. Daniel Green, who is pictured on this website, suffers from epilepsy and his emotional support boa constrictor, Red Rock, <laughs> gently squeezes Green when he senses a seizure coming. As That's such, crazy. Green can ready himself or even evade the seizure outright. So he'd be qualified probably as a service animal then. If yeah, he, if he could definitely predict that. That's crazy. If you have a snake phobia, that probably wouldn't be a good choice. Although that's exposure to them bonding with a snake. He could become your ESA, right? I know people who love snakes. They wear them on their neck and walk around places. It's like an accessory. Yeah, like an accessory. I'm Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. There was a woman who lived in my building in college and her brother had a, he was a python. She but, would just be in the elevator randomly with an orange. Okay. She was, she became a good friend of mine, but it always freaked me out. <laughs> All right. Finally, this is the ESA for most pirates, uh, a parrot. These winged creatures make excellent ESAs because of their ability to mimic human speech and their tendency for empathy. Ooh, both yeah. using, both useful for mitigating anxiety. So I don't recall if it's this bird, but you have to will it because it lives longer than you. Like some birds live a hundred years and you have to <laughs> will it to somebody because it will outlive you. It might be a parrot. Oh, here. Oh, this is cool. Okay. So a well-known example is of a bipolar man whose African gray parrot helps detect rageful episodes by repeating phrases that calm him down. Wow. Okay. He senses his mania. Yeah. So yeah, capable of sensing tension and anger in human beings and help prevent emotional outbursts. I'm so, going to start prescribing parrots. So if they can sense that, they start saying, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the, whatever the, yeah, the phrase phrases are that can kind of, uh, you instead know. Instead of an index card, instead of me writing it on a coping card, yeah. you know, just prescribe parrots. De-escalate uh, whatever they're going through. All right. So how about a fish? Fish, fish aren't on my list. So this is the reason I say fish. Now, it might be funny because you obviously can't pet a fish generally, um, unless you're scuba diving, maybe it'll let you. But it's calming to watch a fish tank, correct? Okay. For most people. Like, it's very soothing, the water and watching the fish go round and round and round. And beautiful saltwater tanks are, are, you know, very soothing for most. I considered having a fish tank in my old Marlton office location, but it's it was too much work. Well, then why can't you just have a screen with fish on it like like one of those so then you don't have to worry about algae and yeah, feeding the just, fish it, it serves the same purpose and some of them mm -hmm. are pretty darn realistic looking we used to have fish yeah i had fish growing up and uh, also family fish we had family fish some of them live a long time no octopus well you know i mean luca brazzi sleeps with fishes so, mm -hmm. you know yeah. Keep going back to the Godfather. I know. It's really on our mind. Yeah. Really, really. Because um, we, we just finished up the uh, episode. And now we want to watch yeah, one yeah. and two. Well, she never, you never saw two. Yeah, I saw two a long time ago, but I don't think I appreciated it because I didn't pay much attention. Sure. Yeah. Even seeing one now again, I like it. I have a game. It's called Celebrities and Their Unique Pets. Oh, very cool. I'm going to give you two celebrities. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you two pets and you match them up. Okay. Okay. Matching game fun. Yes. So the first two, Ice-T mm -hmm. and Mike Tyson. <laughs> and the two pets are Shark and Tiger. Well, in that movie, Mike Tyson in um, Hangover. What's that movie? That, uh, let me finish, Hangover. There you go. Mike Tyson had a tiger. So I'm going to match him with a tiger because I assume that's accurate. And then the shark to Ice-T 
Yes, that is correct. Do you know Ice T's from Jersey? Everybody's from Jersey. Like everybody, yeah. almost everybody who's famous is from. Yeah. Well, just. But uh, where does he have a shark? He, is, he built a tank. Oh, he built the. He's tank. got a big tank in his house. Yeah. Like how big of a shark? Uh, it, it, it's, it's not. Like it's shark. not like Jaws. It's it's but it's a, it's a sizable shark. Because they're small sharks. Yeah, that's what he's got. Yeah. But it's still a shark, you know, so it, it qualifies. Okay, that's his Anna's yeah. pet. Sure. Okay, let's see. Number two, Tracy Morgan, Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. Kangaroo, octopus. We were just talking yeah. about it. Okay, so vanilla ice, I would say, has the octopus. No. No. He's got a kangaroo. He's got a kangaroo. I don't know the backstory. Does he box it? I, I wouldn't box it. I would not box a kangaroo. Even though I'm getting better at boxing, uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Now, Mike Tyson can box a kangaroo. Yeah? He can, you well, think he'd I, win? He'd be more qualified, I would imagine. Should we try to make that happen? Let's, uh, I would pay it? to see that. Yeah, I would say. And, and Tracy Morgan Tracy has, Morgan the, has octopus. the octopus. Yes. Tracy Morgan. Um, He's got the octopus. Does the octopus hug him? I don't know. Do you know they suck your, they can suck your, put their suckers on your arm and then it bruises I was wondering your where you were going. With it. <laughs> no, right. no, no, no. It could bruise, okay. could bruise your arm. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, moving right along. PG-13 show. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley. Oh, my two <laughs> favorite guys. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I linked them together. Yep. African tortoise and a chimpanzee. Oh, boy. Okay. So I'm trying to recall the movie. I would say Elvis had the chimpanzee. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit of a kook. I would say he had the chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Check out my chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> hey. African tortoise, tortoise eye, uh, Leonardo. Because he like he's into saving the um, environment. Yes. Exactly. I think chimpanzees are easier to come by than an African tortoise. Exactly. I think, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, just Elvis. I think I think Michael Jackson, did he have a pet chimpanzee or pet? Yeah. And he called him, was it Bobo? I don't know. Maybe I have to look that up. Uh, I should have included him, but I didn't. Right. Because um, he, he seems like, again, it's these people that have ridiculous amounts of income and they're just like, they can yeah, have I'm going to buy an elephant, you know, yep. or a giraffe. Right. Well, I, I told you I adopted an elephant, right? She lives in Tennessee. And what? I adopted an elephant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You did not tell me this. When I met you, I told you that. No, you did not. I remember giving it in my list of what did you do today? And I said, amongst other things, I adopted an elephant. I it was a kidding. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. I'm like, ha No. Okay. I told, I'll show you the certificate. Her name's Suki, I think. Suki? It's either Suki or Suzuki, something like that. She's at the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee, which I guess we could visit her. We got to go see her. Well, look, so adopting her is relative term. I gave money to, towards her care and I got an adoption certificate. Okay, so, so I, along with uh, probably a thousand other people. I was going to say, how many people help. have? Yeah. It's like a star. Like you can buy a star, but you really own a star. But yeah, she's in the elephant sanctuary. So I read a book that had elephants in there, and I, I love elephants, as you are aware. Yes. And it just so happened, and uh, there were a lot of elephant facts in there about how elephants grieve. They they have a good memory, obviously, mm-hmm. but they really grieve their their young very specifically, and they cry. They actually can cry. Oh. Yeah. So they're in the story, which is accurate. When the elephant, this one elephant female, because they're also matriarchal. That's which is really cool. So they elephant mommy lost her baby and she would go back to the site where the elephant died every single year for years. And they would all come together as a pack and cry together. That is something else. The females. Yeah. It okay. was, and they have very good, they're very just smart. Just the females, huh? I want to say just the females. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think, I don't know what the males are doing, but they are often abused. So they're from the circus and stuff like that. Right, so yeah. they're, 
you know, they're um, or in captivity. So they they put them on these sanctuaries. That's but they do, this book was amazing. Okay. It's really cool. So it inspired me, just like movies inspire us. So yeah, I adopted them. That's oh, so I had already loved them anyway. But you should go visit. You want to visit her? What's, they live a long time. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, I believe she's like 50, this elephant. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They live a long time. All right. Yep. There, there's other ones. They're mostly female though that are there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All last, right. Last, last fact. But not least, we have Salma Hayek and Kirstie Alley. Okay. And we have a lemur or an owl. Who would yeah. have the owl and who would have the lemur? Kirstie Alley would have the owl. Correct. Oh, no. Salma Hayek has the owl. Oh, I almost went with that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, first people. Actually, and Chrissy Alley has, um, I think, has 14 lemurs? lemurs. Yeah. She has a whole family of lemurs. She's got, it's this lemur, lemur essential. I wonder if they're like, like, you know, ornery, like monkeys are. I think they would be. Monkeys are ornery. Yeah. Yeah. People are ornery too. And <laughs> people, well, dogs, dogs are ornery and people are ornery. Yes. <laughs> all right or, is that the end of your list that's the end of my list and so I does think, this inspire you to want to have an animal now i've always wanted to have an, an animal. owl what are we but i just I, I i like my time and i like not having to worry about a lot of things that i would have to worry about again so yeah, yeah, yeah. i told my daughter i told her i said when you turn 17 or when you drive and then you're able to come over anytime i need you or want <laughs> right. you to yeah, you know, then then maybe I would of. highly consider because she wants me to get a dog so bad. I'm like, you know. Yeah, but kids do that. They like, you know, the whole family thing, and I get it. Like, it's amazing. They're emotionally supportive to children too, as as mine are to us. But then the care, it's exciting at first, and then after a few months, like, oh, I, I remember I when I had we, we had dogs yeah. when I was a kid, and yeah, like mm -hmm. I remember all that, all that. It's exciting until you get, you get the novelty wears off. Sure, and get over it. And we had outside dogs. I mean, I know it's. And again, this is going to sound so terrible. Um, but we they would they we had dog uh, dog houses outside and a lot of hay. And yes, when it got to a certain temperature, they would sleep inside. Obviously, but uh, they you know they they rarely came, they would when they would get spooked because if it was a thunderstorm, obviously we let them in the house then too because they would they would huh? or a wolf or a fox well no no they, we didn't have them. oh you have pet foxes no <laughs> in my, your at my house now outside in, your window yeah well i want to get into that whole nonsense <laughs> gosh they they haven't really been waking me up uh in the morning but um did it's we talk about that to everybody about the, the whole fox we might have when we talked about animals before so sometimes i forget what we talk about just us and then on the podcast and then with family and friends i don't yeah we might repeat ourselves repeat ourselves yeah so yes if you're thinking of getting an animal think it through thoroughly oh the, so the caveat to should every the should which i don't think you use the word should but can everyone benefit well first of all obviously everyone is a joke for generalization sociopaths aren't a good choice <laughs> for having him you mean it can't help save a sociopath i wish from themselves yeah well one of <laughs> one of the criteria although not exhaustive has to be is usually historically they abuse animals they have no empathy. Remember these individuals. They have empathy for anything. So why would an animal? Not even a flower yet. Wow. Yeah. Not even yeah. a puppy dog. No. Wow. No. They're not in their DNA. Not in, they have different brains. So it's not in their limbic system to do so in their amygdala. All right. So we're done with the animals for today, right? So Theon Greyjoy, who killed John Wick's dog, was a sociopath, obviously. Because that's a cute Greyjoy. little puppy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like. Well, you like the turn of events, right? Where he got killed by dogs? No. Well, wait, wait. No, that was the our guy. The guy that was, yeah. And that was. Not Rasputin. <laughs> what is his name? Rasputin. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dion Greyjoy. Dion Greyjoy. No, Bol Bolton. Yeah. Is the one that tortured Dion Greyjoy. 
Yes, he did. Yeah, he and then he got ripped up by dogs. His, his own dogs, right? His own dogs. Yeah. They turned. Yeah, he they turned on him. Right. That was sweet justice. Theon Greyjoy was, was killed by White Walkers trying yes, to defend Bran. Trying to defend him. Later, he's going to become the king of the, the Seven Kingdoms, which is just so silly. One one moment he says that he can't be Lord of Winterfell, but I can be the king of the Seven Kingdoms. Okay. Lazy yeah, writing. he was not the good choice. D and D. Lazy writing. Okay, so let's shout out real quick to the House of Dragon. Speaking of my next favorite animal, it's dragons. Mm. You know this, right? My favorite, my favorite character on Game of Thrones and House of Dragons is the dragon. <laughs> People disappoint me. The dragons don't, right? CGI. I know it's CGI. And I don't care. I don't care. It's dragons. So that's the the answer. Whenever anybody asks me, okay. question. I like it. So this show is great because the House of Targaryen. So it's awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I would ride a dragon. Would you? No. What? I'm afraid of heights. I wouldn't. Mm, Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd have to be sedated. To I, do, I have to make sure that I, there, that there's. I mean, I know like yes, Daenerys and most of the people on the show. Right. Actually, all of them. They they just jump on. I, I need I need a saddle. I need something like yes, locked, hooked up. Like I need some some. Okay, in theory, I would. Oh yeah. If but I know I'm, I'm not going to fall down, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm like afraid of heights. I would do it as long as I know for a fact I'm going to land on the dragon still and everything's fine. That it would rescue me. Yeah. The other dragon would come swoop in and. Like rescue me. I don't even want to be a bird. You know how we do what animal would you want to be? Mm-hmm. I remember I said I didn't want to be a bird because I'm afraid of heights and I wouldn't fly. <laughs> do you remember what I said? What's that? What animal I'd like to be? What would it be? Um, did I say a cheetah? Something fast. Me? Something fast and, and beautiful <laughs> and unique. Fast, beautiful, and unique. On that note. On that note, not a fly. I wouldn't want to be a fly. I don't want to be any insect because <laughs> it's an insect <laughs> by definition. Right. I think you said, did you say you want to be a gorilla? Did I say a gorilla? I think a gorilla. I forget what I said, but I. It was a conversation in the car. Gosh. (laughs) You remember these conversations? Conversations. The the, like just kill time conversations, like. On our commutes, or um, just our our journeys, our trips. Yeah, we come up with some. Like yesterday. Yeah, we were coming up with some good conversations yesterday, too. All right, we're at. We're good with time. People are just like, why am I a fly on the wall? And they're not listening to these conversations. That's when you don't want to be a fly. Listening yeah, it's like, oh, I want to get out of here. Like, let me, they might kill me. <laughs> let me well, stop this podcast. Let me stop this. <laughs> I won't. Let me stop this podcast before we get yep. super silly. All right. Well, congratulations on our uh, 40th episode. Congratulations to you, doctor. Oh, thanks. Did you think we'd make it this far? Yes. Um, I knew we would. A lot of work. We did it. All right. So everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. 